Life as a sex worker navigating sex, marriage, and motherhood. I am your favorite host and dominatrix, Anastasia Senpai. Welcome back, everybody. I took a bit of a hiatus last year for the last six or seven months of the year. Um, We've been gearing up for a lot of new things, a lot of great things, and I really had to shift my focus for a little while, but I'm so happy to be back with you all and so happy that you're here with me. So we are really going to dive a little bit into what I've been dealing with over the last six or seven months, and that is dating. Dating as a sex worker. It's always been tough, but it can get easier, but there are a lot of ups and downs, of course, with dating. Um, even as a vanilla person or in your vanilla life, it is insane. Um, and there's definitely a le- an extra layer of things um, when you are a sex worker. So yeah, let's get into it. So we're talking about the dating scene today. <laughs> and as most people in my age range, most millennials, they would agree that dating is trash right now. There's pee in the dating pool. Um, it's terrible out here. And I think it really stems from a number of things. It stems from um, people not being intentional, also people hiding their true intentions, lack of communication. There's a ton going on with that. And um, yeah, we're going to get into it today. So a lot of things that kind of add extra layers to dating for myself is the fact that I am already married and a lot of people, while you know, polyamory is becoming a little more mainstream and people are starting to understand what it is. There are still a lot of people who have no idea what polyamory is and they prefer to be monogamous. Um, And that is fine. However, that does add an extra layer of difficulty to dating. So a lot of times what I run into as a partnered person is that people approach me in a very monogamous way, um, a very territorial way. And whether or not I was practicing polyamory, um, that's a no for me. Um, I think a lot of people have this misconception that if you're in a relationship with someone, you own them. They can't, you know, go out unless you say so. They can't be around certain people. And that's honestly just toxic behavior that I think everybody should unlearn regardless if they are in a monogamous relationship or a polyamorous dynamic. I think that is one of the most disgusting things to attempt to take away someone's autonomy. But that's a whole nother story. Um, So yeah, I have definitely had my fair share of struggles with dating, um, especially recently because the people that know me personally, that know me professionally, know me that I'm a very know that I'm a very straight per, straightforward person. So, I I don't like to have any little, you know, secret messages, cryptic messages. I tell people straight up when I meet them. Yes, I'm married. Yes, I'm polyamorous. I have kids. Things like that. And one of two things happen straight from the jump. 
they either are like, oh, cool, that's fine. Um, or they automatically assume, okay, because you have a life already, I don't fit into it, um, which is crazy to me. But um, there's also another layer of people who assume that because I have a life already, that means that I want to have just casual hookups and things like that because I already have, you know, a husband at home. I already got a long-term partner at home. So what do I need another long-term partner for? Or why do I need to have another dynamic that's similar to the one that I already have? So there's a lot of assumptions that's made. Um, but of course, I've always been straightforward. So I always get a little confused. Well, why did you make that assumption? Especially when I've already told you what my intentions are. Um, and that's one of the main things I run into, especially with the... Um, with online dating. So with online dating, there are, I mean, there are a ton of apps out here for online dating, but obviously the big three are Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder. Tinder has notoriously always been like the hookup app. People go on there, they want the casual fun, the friends with benefits, sometimes without the friends part. Um, but those are like the main three apps that everybody has who does online dating or who does dating at all every almost everybody i know has those apps um and so while yes i use them i try not to put too much into them just because simply a lot of times people that are on there they're just doing their swiping they're basing things off of how you look nobody reads anything so no matter what you put into your profile nine times out of 10, if you do decide to go on a first date with that person, you're going to be explaining yourself all over again <laughs> because they didn't take the time. You know, they didn't take two minutes to read what you wrote. So that is one of the things that I struggle with because like I said, I'm straightforward. So I lay everything out in apps and say, Hey, I'm ethically non-monogamous. I do have a partner. Um, I'm married. I, we date separately. Like I lay it all out, you know, let people know, Hey, um, I would rather have a long-term partner. Um, for me is really for physical reasons, emotional reasons, you know, for me, while I'm, I feel I'm capable of giving my time to however many projects as I can, it, my time is still very limited. I have a full-time vanilla job. I am a professional dominatrix. I do that full-time also. I'm a mother of four, you know, so that is a lot of my time. I'm also, you know, a wife, a homemaker. So there's so many things in my life that I have to devote time to. So I can't, for me, it it's not something that, um, of course, a lot of people assume because I'm poly, oh, I have a gazillion partners. Nah, I'm not trying to do all that. I don't have the mental, physical, emotional capacity to be involved with more than a couple people. And so for me, I feel like to have that solid connection with one or two people is enough for me. So, but of course, people online assume they see Polly, they're like, oh, hook up, hook up. They just want to have fun. And while, yes, I do want to have fun, I want to have fun with somebody that I trust and that I deeply care about. And so that's always been rough for me 
is finding that balance um, within all of this. And so I think that's what has a stark difference between, you know, or meeting organically just out in public and then versus meeting online. So organically out in public, I always get um, confused looks if I'm flirting with somebody because I typically wear my wedding band out. I mean, there's no reason for me to take it off. And I also don't want to hide the fact that I'm married. So if there is someone that, you know, wants to be monogamous or wants to get married or they want those kind of things in their future, they automatically know, you know, that's going to be a no. Because, I mean, I can only get married once and I don't have any intention on divorcing my husband so that I can um, marry someone else. So I think that while initially a lot of people would think oh it's so weird that you wear you want to wear your wedding band because now if someone approaches you out in public while you're wearing your marriage you know your wedding band you would assume that they a piece of crap because they see that you're married but they're still trying to talk to you and while in some cases that can be true they trying to be a little sneaky link and all of that stuff because they know or they think that it doesn't come with any of the typical relationship, you know, requirements, it's easy enough to weed those people out in person. Um, especially when I explain to them like, yeah, I'm poly, that's not what I'm looking for, or this is what I'm looking for. And it's easy enough to weed those people out. But I think meeting people organically has always been better for me, easier for me, because right then and there, first impression, you know, whether you're meeting somewhere or you're going to grab coffee or grabbing lunch and you see somebody and we, you start talking. Um, I think a lot of people don't consider those first dates. And for me, I feel like I do just in the sense that I'm sitting down, I'm talking to this person one-on-one -on -one and giving them a little glimpse into who I am and sort of getting a little glimpse into who they are. And so for me, that's the first impression right there. So yeah, it's always been easier meeting organically because there is no hiding behind a computer, hiding behind text, anything like that. Um, and I can see your body language from the very jump and can see what really what you given off. So I would prefer to meet organically versus online, but the day and age that we're in right now, online is king. You know, everything is done online. All the social media, everybody communicates online, everybody does that, which, you know, is a little hard for me because being a, you know, 90s baby, I didn't always have access to a cell phone. I didn't always have access to, you know, social media. And while my generation was the one who kind of got all of that going and we were a part of the birth of all of that, um, I really prefer spending time with people in person, talking to people in person. I don't want to have endless phone calls, endless texts, because I feel like it is very detached in a way. So, yeah, I, I prefer meeting organically versus online. Um, but one thing that I can say is the biggest struggle is the very beginning is when I first meet somebody and I, you know, we hit it off, they seem really interesting. We seem to have a lot in common. And 
the one thing that bothers me is, like I said, I'm very straightforward. So I, you know, talk about my life. I give them, you know, I give them a little glimpse and say, hey, just giving you a heads up. I, you know, I'm a professional dominatrix, this, this and that. And I only say that because I don't want people to be shocked or feel like they were misled if I'm telling them like, hey, no, you you need to know I'm a sex worker. I'm a sex worker. Please don't, you know, and and that does a couple things. A, that lets me know if this person is truly as chill as they say they are or as cool as they say they are, where they like, oh, things like that. I'm good with that. Sex workers work because people can say whatever they want. But when somebody that they care for or somebody that they're interested in is involved, then it's another story. So that, for me, lets me know that they're not really real about it. Um, and it also lets me know that they attach, you know, purity and morality to, you know, someone's worth. Oh, you're a sex worker. Oh, I can't date you. Like, why not? You know? And people can say up and down, oh, it's preference, it's preference, but y'all not worried about, you know, how many people Samantha slept with before she became your quote unquote monogamous girlfriend. So what difference would it make? Um, so I feel like it's just completely stupid, um, especially in the, you know, in the sense when it comes to um, men. <laughs> um men are the biggest whores and they try to make it seem like, oh, women are disgusting women. Yeah. Well, you know, sex workers can only work if somebody's buying and who do you think is buying? So I immediately get to see like what type of man this person is, like if they own a high horse and, you know, got this whole morality thing. Oh my God, you're a sex worker. Oh, I can't. And I'm just like, okay, goodbye. Um, but things, are frustrating because they usually start off really good. For example, I went out with the guy right before Christmas. We got coffee. We got to know each other a little bit and we hit it off really, really well, you know, grabbed coffee, you know, went and grabbed tacos, just had like a really fucking fun time. You know, the vibe was like, it was, it was what's up. And so, you know, he was just excited that I, you know, chose to go out with him, you know, before he left town or whatever to go spend Christmas with his family. And so I was like, okay, cool. Well, I was like, how about this? When you get back, we can hang out and get to know each other a little better, you know? So, you know, we talked the whole time and kind of on and off for you know, a couple weeks. And then finally I was just like, okay, so I really feel like I'm feeling him. So let me see what it do. So of course me being me, I'm one of the kind of, I'm the kind of person where I, I test drive a car before I buy it. So I'm not going to get into a full blown relationship with somebody if I don't know if we're physically compatible. So, and I know a lot of people have this whole thing. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Why not? Cause truth be told, you're not going to test drive a car before taking it off the lot. You're not finna spend thousands of dollars on something if you don't know if you like it or not. So for me, why do I wanna give my time and attention to somebody that I'm not compatible with? It doesn't mean that they're not a good person. 
but we're just not compatible. So yeah, I'm like, you know what? In my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck this motherfucker. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see how well we are compatible physically. And um, so he got back in town. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna come over. We're gonna hang out. You know, let's have dinner and then let's see where it goes. Everything's fine. Everything's good. The sex was actually really great. Really great. I don't have any complaints. Um, I feel like it was a solid eight and a half out of 10. But here's where the issue happened. You know, he's already planning next stuff. You know, oh, I can't wait to see you again. When can I see you again? And I'm like, I don't know. I got to figure that out. You know, I've got a whole lot going on. And um, this is where the assumptions and the misunderstandings come in. So I go home. I, you know, go back to doing what I need to do, taking care of my business. We're still texting back and forth. You know, his vacation is over. He's back at work. And so we get on the topic of what we'd like to do next, how we'd like to see this progress. And then he says, well, you know, I assumed because you were married and you've got kids and you got a whole life and all that stuff that, you know, we would have something more casual, you know, how can you make time for me? You won't be able to make time for me. And I'm just like, that is a very interesting assumption because, you know, like I said, before I go out with somebody and I put on my profiles and all that stuff, I make it very clear. I'm not looking for friends with benefits. I got friends already, you know, I ain't looking for that. I'm not looking for casual shit. My time is extremely valuable. I don't have time to waste on numerous fuck boys, you know? I don't have time for that. So nothing about me, about anything that I've said to him or about my profiles online or anything points to, I want to be casual or I want to have casual sex or anything like that. So he made that assumption based off of just saying, you know, just seeing like, oh, well, you run a couple businesses. Oh, you got kids. Oh, you got a husband. You don't want nothing serious. No, I'm literally telling you I did beforehand. So why would you even go through all of that? So the biggest issue that I run into is people not being upfront and not communicating with me about what their actual intentions are. And this is common regardless if you are a sex worker or poly or anything. This is very common among women who date. You have men who do not you have men who don't tell the truth about what they really want. While I don't see any problem with people wanting to have casual relationships or have casual meetings or whatever, or just hang out with people for sex or whatever, or even just being friends, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of that. But don't waste anybody's time. Why are you dragging me into something I ain't trying to be dragged into? And so I think what really bothers me the most is when people are not, um, they're not honest about their intentions. They're not honest about their motives. And then, you know, to find out also that he's more submissive into kink and things like that. And of course, most men 
you know, while there are a ton of men who are submissive, and of course I know because I'm a dominatrix, there's a ton of men that are submissive, but in day-to-day things, in a lot of typical monogamous relationships, men are considered more dominant. And so a lot of men get pushed into those roles because a lot of women are like, oh, I want to be soft and I want to be manhandled and I want to be, and I like being manhandled just as much as the next woman, but naturally I'm dominant. And so for me, that's not something that, you know, I'm not going to ever fall just flat out into a submissive role. That's not going to happen. And so, um, He's like, oh, I saw you. You just beautiful, strong, dominant, you know, dominant. That's so sexy. That's one of my favorite things about you. And so I'm just like, yeah, uh, that's great. But that's not going to (laughs) sustain. That's not going to sustain a relationship. It can't just be that, you know, me being dominant is sexy. And so when I started to question him and question his motives about, you know, why he got into all of this that's kind of when I you know discovered that he's wanting to be able to ease into his submissive side and be who he really is and be more submissive and he felt like I was the perfect perfect person to do that with um but he didn't take into consideration that that's not something that I'm trying to do you know I tell people all the time or I tell men all the time um, there is no free kink with me. There, There is no such thing as free kink. And if I, and I try to say, hey, if that's what you're here for, you're going to pay just like everybody else. This is my job. You're going to pay just like everybody else. So you want to be pegged? Pay up. You want to be slapped around? Pay up. You want to be humiliated? Pay up. Because that's the nature of what I do. That's the game. That's my job. And so the biggest issue or the biggest challenge that I have is really getting people to be honest about their intentions, honest about their motives, and then me being able to make an informed decision about whether or not I want to engage. And so while I don't think that that is... um, I don't think that that's exclusive to the poly community or the sex work community. I feel that sex workers get, try to get taken advantage of on a whole nother level because a lot of people are like, oh, this person's a sex worker. They they know about this, this, and that. They know about pegging. They know about, you know, this kind of stimulation. They know about this. They don't kink shame. You know, I can really be myself. And while that's great, pay us. This is our job. Sex work is work. And so that's always been the hardest thing about me dating. And that's also why I took such a long break from dating because I was getting frustrated because I'm just like, hey, while yes, I'm letting you know up front, I'm a sex worker, I'm a dominatrix, so people pay me to dominate them. So you know I know what I'm doing, but that's not the goal of, you know, the, you know, that's not the goal of relationships for me. Even with my husband, my, I don't come into the room and I'm, you know, while I do wear leather and lace and all that stuff, um, I don't come in and, you know, 
fucking dominating him, get on your fucking knees. And, you know, I don't, I don't do all that, you know, while yes, that's who I naturally am. You can't treat every relationship like that. There's going to be different dynamics, different things. And so I think a lot of people assume that me being honest about who I am and what I do is an invitation to take advantage of that. And so that actually, um, Seg will segue me into my next next week's episode, which is discussing no free kink, you know, and why I have to tell people that so often and why I have to discuss it so often and why I have to yell it out so often. And it's crazy how much that kind of intertwines into dating as a sex worker. But yeah, just in case y'all didn't know, Dating as a sex worker is just as fucking trash as dating as a regular ass person. It's really the same thing. The only difference is people are trying to take advantage of what we do professionally. And they assume that they can get it for free. And so, yeah, that's a whole extra layer of foolishness that we have to cut through for that. But, yeah, I really appreciate y'all hanging out with me today. Um, Yeah, the dating scene can be trash. I will say the best advice I can give anybody, sex workers, regular, regular, everyday vanilla people, just be honest, communicate. Like we're for real, all adults. There's absolutely no reason for you to be lying. And men, a lot of times y'all can avoid these really awkward conversation and awkward text chains by being honest from the beginning. Shit. Tell her you like, hey, I really just want to have like some friends with benefits. You know, I really just want to be casual, whatever. Because y'all are asking for friends with benefits, but then take out the friend part. Don't have shit in common with this person, (laughs) but y'all want to have the benefits, you know, and that's crazy to me because I feel like if we can't be regular friends, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I got to like you to want to sleep with you. And if you're a boring ass human being (laughs) with a dry ass personality, yeah, I'm already dried up thinking about you. So yeah, we, we ain't just having sex just to have sex. I can do that at home, but yeah, advice for anybody that's out here dating online, just do your due diligence before you go on that date, that first date, tell them straight up, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. And if they say, Oh, cool, great. That's what I'm looking for. And y'all have y'all first date on that first date, say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And just encourage everybody involved to be honest with their intentions. Be honest about expectations. Manage y'all expectations. Manage their expectations and say, hey, while I am looking for long-term this, I'm not trying to get married. I'm not trying to have kids. I'm not trying to buy a house with you. I'm not trying to have no fucking dog or nothing like that. I just want us to coexist with each other and love on each other. So yeah, be honest about your intentions. Be honest about your expectations. Manage their expectations when it comes to you. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. But yeah, let's see Let's see how dating goes for me over the next few months and we'll see. I might take another break because honestly, it's frustrating. But yeah, I'll see y'all next week. We're going to talk about it. No, no free kink. No free kink. We're going to talk about it next week. But thank y'all for hanging out with me today. I appreciate y'all. See y'all.